and welcome to Hardcover Hooligans. I'm Danilo. Mac, I have a question for you. Yeah. When you started this book, what percentage of it did you think was going to be about the main character wearing fancy dresses and going to fancy parties? You know, a zero, but that's my favorite part of both of these sections is those <laughs> Me parties. Me too. Me too. Especially yeah. on the reread. It's, it was, yeah, it's pretty great. great, actually. Um, so, how was, how was your reading for this week? Um, it was good. I, I did, uh, not all, I would say, maybe, I mean, 98% of it via audiobook. Okay, nice. Um, which is a really good way to just kind of let the parts I find boring kind of wash over me. And I, and I, part two of this I really liked and I was like oh shit Mm -hmm. it just I don't know it felt like things were clicking into place and then I got some stuff to say about part three but we will get there uh but but the 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 audiobook guy does a great job with all the voices so I'm never confused when people are talking he does different voices for when people are thinking their inner thoughts versus when they're speaking so you never get confused I know he's he's awesome so that's awesome so that's all good it's been a really good experience uh, listening, and I would prefer to be reading it. I just don't have the time. I got a ton of shit to do. So you're probably fine. Not, yeah. you know. I think I, yeah. I'm sure. I think it works very well being performed by audiobook. I think I was getting some a little bit of Sanderson reading fatigue this yeah. week. Yeah, there there are different sections with the audiobook. I do think a couple of the voices I are a little like eye roll. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like Dachshund has like an Irish accent. I'm like, oh, oh really? Stop. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. But it, every time I know it's Dachshund when he talks. Yeah, you know. So yeah. there's that. Um. All right. So we'll talk. We'll be talking about part two and part three of the book, which is sort of like the middle chunk. Uh, so this will be all spoilers for everything up to this point in Miss Bourne. If you haven't listened to our first episode, I don't know why you're here. (laughs) (laughs) You're a lunatic, but I respect it. So let's start. Let's get into it. So we start out with an action-packed action sequence at the beginning. Who's chasing Vin? What are they doing? Ah, it's just Kelsier and they're being all pally and training and stuff. I like that. I thought that was great. I think the, I think this right away sets up, uh, you know, it doesn't change the fact that I think the Alamancy tutorial from the beginning is some of the most boring stuff I've ever read. But this <laughs> does. I do know what's going on, and it's fucking. It's pretty sweet, man. They're, they're doing like flips with coins, and they're like she's pulling on windows and yeah. window, window latches, and the windows are cracking. That's pretty cool. And then at some point, I think they like don't they use their power to like push coins and they like squish it so it's flat because they're both like pushing against a coin yeah because they're pushing against each other and then uh yeah she's like Kels, this is our first hint that or maybe it's not but it's the biggest one so far where Kelsier's like whoa like she is really good at this because she should have went flying by it. everything we learned about alamancy that should not have happened but mm-hmm. then somehow did not lose the uh star wars revenge of the sith Anakin and Obi-Wan force battle <laughs> with uh, Kelsier, so... I mean, I don't want to say it, but this book did come out a year after Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, so you know, I don't know if... <laughs> he doesn't have a fucking original bone in his whole body. Well, then they go back to the estate and we have a big haircut scene where Vin gets a haircut. 
Yeah. And we learn. Yeah, but you know, go I, I. Oh, go, go oh, ahead. Okay, and we learn more about Sazed. Yeah, we do. Is this this is the uh, where my what I said I was a little bit uncomfortable with Sazed's character uh, when we're introduced to him, and I think that this does a lot to. Is this this is where he essentially just tells the reader like the history of the Terrasmen, or is that later? That's a little later, but I mean this this is a section where he's like, I collect religions and I remember oh, them right, all, right. and there's five hundred religions. Here's one you may like. I think that's a fun little character thing. I do like that he's trying to get her uh, Jesus up somehow. <laughs> I like that, um, but I think he's yeah. I think that's I think that's great, and I think that their relationship is really fun and. Mm-hmm. Like throughout this, both sections that we've read, I think that they're too. I love it when they're on. Uh, I was gonna say screen and my ears together. You know, they're they're great, yeah. <laughs> especially for a character we haven't. You know, we didn't even meet at all in the prologue of part one. Yeah, especially except yeah, yeah. for like towards the end. Like they seem to have they have a good relationship. And then we learn that Vin is going to go undercover as the younger like niece of Lord Renew. Her name is Valette Renu. Lord Renu, an obvious, there's something up with him. And in fact, it's referenced by its name. It is. I was going to ask you what you thought about that. By what it is. Um, I thought that was, well, I think, it's pretty obvious. I don't think Sanderson is trying to make it a reveal that he's not, he's not a dude acting. Because he never drops the act. Well, I mean, um, he could be dropping the act in his own little private room, you know, palling around with the, some of the servants. Uh, that's true, but, man, I don't know. It, there, there's just something about it. I feel I feel like Sanderson wants the reader to know that it, you are supposed to f- realize that it's, he's not, like, an actor, um, but you're not supposed to know exactly what. And I don't, I didn't write it down, but the name of what it is. But it's just referred to once. I still don't know anything about it. He says uh, he's a, is a Kandra. Kandra, yeah, it's or like Kandra. it's like he says a line and then it says the Kandra said. I was like, oh, I thought that was cool. I think I like Kandra because Kandra sounds like a like a woman's name. That's true. Well, Con- that's actually kind of a cool fantasy name. It's way better than a uh, uh uh oh my god, I can't even remember her name. I feel like that'd be a better. Who's the blonde woman at the ball? Sean. Yeah, Shan? I think Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sean. I don't like. It's I, don't, Sean. I think it's Shan. <laughs> I was saying in my head. I'm like, uh, yeah. I think. I think. It, her, oh, her name in the audiobook, He says Shan okay. Alario. Yeah, because if, if, if it know. sounds like, like Sean, you're like why is this woman named like <laughs> an Irish man's name? <laughs> yeah. So we get like we get used to life in the manor. Um, we learn that Vin is not just a normal is not just super special. In that she's one of the few people with <laughs> all the powers. She's, in fact, maybe the strongest one with all the powers. Yeah. So she's super duple special. Which, I mean, of, of, of course, course. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah, yeah. she is. I don't, I, don't, I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, I think from the jump, we're obviously following this character for a reason. And it's a fantasy book, so. With a, with a teenage protagonist. That's totally fine. Um, and then we get what I like to refer to as these mini tutorial sections where we learn more about these individual yeah. <laughs> types of allomancy with Woof. with breeze and emotional allomancy as they try to recruit ska to join their army this is exactly what i mean when i did like this part is the perfect part where i'm like well i can kind of just not focus on this so much because i just don't i mean i i 
it is it, actually this one I enjoy a little more than Marsha's. Marsha's I wanted to I wanted to end my uh, whole life when he's because he's the most boring man in the whole book. But uh, Breeze is an interesting character, and I like the setting. So this one didn't really bother me. I'm projecting. I'm I'm more projecting the other scene onto this one. I like this scene. I like Breeze. We talked about it last uh, episode, but <laughs> really, uh, the only reason I like Breeze is because, I mean, the audiobook is helping me differentiate everybody, but when I am reading it, I immediately get lost again onto who's who, but Breeze, I always know, because he's like, and uh, he's an asshole. <laughs> he's the only one of them who is always and consistently a rude asshole to everybody. Which is to say he like has a more fleshed out character, I feel like. Or at least, or not even a character, but like, I don't know, a personality. No, I agree. He's, yeah, yeah, he's not just like the brute and the the intelligent, or I guess the brute and the guy who asks all the questions mm-hmm. are the same character in this book. It's groundbreaking <laughs> work of fiction, truly. Never have I read a book where a strong guy is smart. Actually, I take that back. Ham asks maybe the dumbest question anybody in a rebellion can ask somebody else uh, in the third part of this yeah, book where he's but... like are we doing are we even doing the right thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what not now Ham. Yes, not now doing the right thing kelsier is literally there to we're getting ahead of ourselves but kelsier is literally there to investigate the army and ham is like is this such a good <laughs> idea it's like what are you talking about well, ham we had not one but two separate meetings before we There's committed two. to this that was the time to raise your issues yeah what a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, I like the stuff with emotional almancy. I remember reading that the first time and thinking like, oh, that's actually kind of yeah. interesting. You know, I think there's a way to do it where it's not, you know, here's what they do and here's exactly how it feels. <laughs> and they say how everything happens three times, like doing yeah. it more in context. But I sort of guess that like, you know, there's trying to make sure everyone's on the same page with this weird, crazy magic system. I think that this one is. I think this version, this part of Alamancy is probably the loosest so far in the book, because it's just like the. We know that Vin was doing that primarily when she was using her luck, um, but it, it really just seems at the beginning of the book that you can just kind of make people suggestible, but that's not. I mean, it gets pretty specific about like. Uh, view, using not even like manipulating emotions necessarily, but like knowing what emotions people are having at that yeah. moment to talk to them. Because you you could use this to be a good person. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to be a manipulative asshole. You can just be kind. Like this is the ultimate kindness magic. Because you'll never step on anybody's toes if you know exactly what they're feeling. Right. Well, that's a, why I think this is like more interesting than like all the other powers are like it's like the force. You know, but this is like, yeah. oh, it's it's not like you do this and you get this certain result. Like you need to think more about how you apply it, which makes it interesting. Is is he is this um is he talking to is is he doing recruitment? Yeah. So he's yeah yeah they're like in the lair and they're getting the Scott people and he's like firing up their emotions because he's looking for people to join the army. Oh, while Kelsier's talking to them, right? Yeah, which is gonna turn around and bite him and they bite both of these guys in the ass uh in part three. Yep. Uh, maybe I wouldn't have I wouldn't have riled up a bunch of people using the same sort of religious zeal- zealotry that got us into the final empire in the first <laughs> place. But I don't know. That's just maybe that's just me. That's a hot take. 
That's odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like using the Death Star to blow up the Death Star. You have, <laughs> you just have another Death Star. Like that's bad news. You, who knows who's gonna have no, that? But this time the good guys have the Death Star, Mac. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> They'll betray you. That's what you don't understand. You can't trust anybody with a Death Star. Is that not how power works? Once the good people have it, everything's fine. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, that certainly seems to be what the characters of this book think. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that they've learned the hard way that that's maybe not true. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, And then the scene ends with um, them getting the news that the Steel Ministry has discovered Cayman's lair. Yeah, dude. Oh, man, I was all in for this. uh, Brutal. They get there, and there's just blood and body parts everywhere. The guy... the, The... the boy who like ratted out Vin is like his chest is like ripped open, and Vin like feels nothing. She's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, well, she's she's like conflicted that she feels nothing. Um, and Kelsier Kelsier calls her out on it, right? And he's like, "Hey, man, you should be sad. Like they were human beings, and they're dead, and they were your family, whether or not they were a good family." Which you know, I I get what he's saying, um, and I think that. That that makes total sense, especially how grisly the scene is. It's not like she just heard they died. I mean, man, they got fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> and they left them there on purpose. Like it's a message specifically for the people who found it. Like they know what they're doing. Uh, we also we learned that there's only twenty steel inquisitors in the world, which I think is kind of cool. I missed that detail in the first read. Yeah, that is cool. There's only well, there's nine. Naz- he couldn't have said there's nine steel inquisitors. Like there's nine Nazgul, so there have to be at least eleven more. So I didn't think about that. They are kind of like the Nazgul. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of show up, and I do think the steel inquisitors are uh, fucking cool as hell. They are really. I every time one shows up, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I get really excited, and we're. I think that's part of why I like part two so much because part one. Like this is a I've 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 learned because I've been searching it up. I was like, what do people generally refer to this as? Because I'm reading this. This is a young adult novel. Like, that's what it says to me. And I've learned a lot of bookshops. Um, I don't think at Barnes and Noble, but independent bookstores uh, actually do mostly shelve it in the young adult section. And I think that. Um, I agree with that, but then it like sections I don't read. I don't know if stuff like this is in young adult books because um, I don't read young adult books. But this, it, I don't know, and I don't know if it's on purpose, but that makes sections like this really stand out, where it's just kind of like these characters doing goofy shit, and then it's like a man has a has a hook under his chin and he's been hung. Like that's awesome in an alley. Yeah, that's what they find Cayman's body hanging from a hook in an alley. Yeah, that was I was like, whoa, is this the same book? It it is weird, like in between, and I definitely felt that more this time around. Because then you know when they talk about like the noblemen like rape the ska women and then kill them, yeah. and like th- like as fourteen yeah. year olds like I don't know, <laughs> those be reading this. I did. I was gonna get into this later, but I saw a TikTok where someone said, um, "If Mistborn was written by a woman, it would be young adult. It would be YA." Yeah, I. I... I saw that too, and I agree with that guy. And I think there's some truth to that. And I think the re- like it is weirdly in between. Like the there's crazy goofy stuff, and then there's like horrific stuff. But it's like also weirdly sanitized or not. Like it's it's interesting. Yeah, it is. This book is a lot of like, and this is not a bad thing. It's not a critique. I'm just this book has a lot of like, and then is 
and then his throat got slit and it's like that's the most violent thing in the book um is people's throats are getting slit but this the hook through the that the caiman thing i was like whoa yeah. i like had to stop and like re i was like did that really just happen i had to listen to that again i thought that was awesome actually yeah and i wonder if some of it is too like you know sanderson's like very open about being like an outliner and like part of the reason about like his books are so good is because like the plotting is so good and i think yeah. like everything is very clinical to like the story and the characters which is like where it can i think feel sometimes like maybe sanitized or not as intense you know yeah, that makes sense like nobody is gonna have a surprise incident that sort of changes them forever it's not it's not gonna come out of nowhere it's gonna be foreshadowed very you know heavy-handedly some of the time but not all the time i don't think but so far it's pretty heavy-handed, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. And that makes sense. I I guess I didn't know that Brandon Sanderson is a uh, a serial plotter of his novels, which is cool. And I think you can you can tell. Now that I know that, I'm going to be on the lookout for... Well, and it's like, it's very obvious. Like, you know, he says like, ooh, um, you know, Lord Renew is a Kandra. And then you're like, ooh, what's a Kandra? And he's like so good at tickling. You're like, oh, we know he's yeah. not, whatever. And like you would like you know what's happening, but you also do wanna know. So it's like it's effective. Yeah. It's a very uh King Stephen Kingian thing to do, which is to King does a lot of like at the beginning of the book, he'll be like, I'm gonna spoil this, but I'm not gonna say any names or anything. Okay. Uh so it's not really a spoiler, but uh, there's a part in the stand where <laughs> a, a character says something and he's talking about somebody and then it said uh and this person would live long after this original person was dead and i was like what the f-? so he dies in the book he just says that like 200 pages oh, into wow. it in a thousand page book which is cool and i think that putting stuff in like the Kandra said and then not explaining it that's a very stephen kingian thing to do um, which i love i like it i think there's a lot of stuff like that and i would also say like having read the whole trilogy too like yeah there are things that are established in book one that take until the end of book three to pay off which is very cool like it's just it's it's a whole nesting box of setups and payoffs which is i think what's super enjoyable about it that's good to hear the next chapter is our first of i think two or three party chapters (laughs) Oh yeah, baby. I loved, I did not think, when this, I I don't know what about it is, man, but I fucking love this shit. Like, to the point where I was like, maybe I should start reading books where people go to balls. And like, I don't know. I I don't know, man. I just really love it. I weirdly loved it too, because I think, I don't know if it was just this time (laughs) around. I think, I don't remember reading it the first time. Reading it the first time, I don't remember liking it as much. But like this time, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait till she gets to another ball so she can get all the hot goss on all the nobles. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait for them to gossip to each other. Um, I refer to Kelsier as Brandon Sanderson's uh, self-insert character, but oh boy, <laughs> was I wrong. Have you met Ellen Venture? <laughs> <laughs> The 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 cute rich nerd. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I 
was like, no way does he just bring books to Who's parties. Also, uh, suave as fuck. Yeah, it's a it's a it's like a ben, it's like a Ben Shapiro video where he's like, if a party is boring, I will bring a book. Like that's Ellen Venture, man. <laughs> to his credit, Ellen Venture is nicer than Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I don't think that's a hot take. I agree with that. Um, so yeah, it's Vin's first party. Um, it is kind of fun that like she's nervous after being like this yeah. badass action hero thing. I think it's very yeah. That's p- probably part of the reason I like it. Where like she's really really out of her element. It's fucking relatable, man. I would be shitting my pain because it's not just like she got invited to the ball as a poor woman. She's planning to kill the god king of the world. Like, there's a there's a little more at stake here if she gets caught, if she doesn't dance correctly, mm-hmm. which, you know, she doesn't the first time. Hate to call her out, but too scared to dance. That's true. Maybe that's because uh, she sees her dad at the party, which is very awkward. <laughs> yeah, sure does. <laughs> sure, what a, con- so convenient. She's like, I gotta get out of here. Um, and that's actually the, that's where she meets Ellen. She gets on the balcony, and immediately has a crush. Yeah. Well, this is a really weird section because he's so obviously gonna be another main character, and everybody in the book is like, "Don't trust him." <laughs> but it's like, can we just skip to the part where they trust him? Because like, I know that's coming. There's no chance. At least for now, Ellen is going to betray her. Like, that's not what this book is about. You don't think the uh, Sanderson insert character <laughs> is secretly the bad guy? No, I really don't. He could be the Lord Ruler. Uh, it's him. He transformed the Lord Ruler. Holy shit, that'd be awesome. That'd be crazy. No, I think Kelsier's the Lord Ruler. That if, if, anybody, if a character we've met so far is the Lord Ruler, it's Kelsier. Or his, like, brain has been split in two, and he's one of the sections. Kelsier has half of a brain. You heard it here, folks. He does. Yeah, that's right, folks. Tweet Brandon Sanderson at Brandon Sanderson. Tell him his main character has half a brain. Kelsier got a lobotomy. (laughs) (laughs) Using rusty instruments, it's left him silly and quirky. (laughs) But he has metal shavings in there, so he can use Alamancy still. Oh, no. (laughs) Not if they're 90% pure or whatever. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, it is like almost. I mean, I think he's been clear about this. Like, it is almost sci-fi. All the elementsy stuff. That's true. It it didn't. Uh, you know, you said it's like Paris, and I was like, yeah, I agree. And then I was thinking about it, and I read something online where it's like, it's like literally like 1700s French Revolution Paris. Mm-hmm. Like that is the intent. And I think that's cool. It's 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 interesting to me that nobody has like a gun yet. This is this feels like a almost borderline a steampunk fantasy setting. Yeah. Um, which is it's interesting to me that there's no. I keep expecting it because like what a cool way to like if somebody shoots at you to stop the bullet. And I mean maybe they've tried and I've learned that that's a terrible idea. But or, or, I don't know glass. But it's a fantasy world like glass bullets. That doesn't make any sense. But I mean. None of this makes I mean, any it's sense. It's not really so. a spoiler, but uh, Mistborn Era Two is where you're where you're looking at. Oh, technological advances, huh? Uh huh. Oh, you know, I actually knew that. It's on the cover. There's like a steam <laughs> on the cover. There's a, there's of the a book, steam. Pl- like there's a... a steam train and a guy in a trench coat with a gun. Yes, that happens. <laughs> that happens on the same planet in like 400 years. That's awesome. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's something to look forward to. 
It is fun. And I think I was, I was listening to those books and they were, they are good audiobooks. Um, and then the next section, we'll just talk about the next section all at once. Um, where it is Vin going out into the night and following Kelsier and they get up into some shenanigans. Oh dude, I seriously thought he was going to fucking kill Ellen when he's like, this is when he's like <laughs> stalking Ellen Venture. I was, I thought he was going to hit he okay so he ste- it, the venture estate is the house he steals from in part one right Ye- yes he steals the safe from the venture estate because they they refer to it later and they're like yeah my est- ellen's like yeah our estate got hit or somebody says lord venture says it to kelsier i think when he's being a fake beggar i could be wrong about that but i i thought that was something yes I, it's true it's true I yeah okay um so he i thought he was gonna fucking do it again but i was wrong they instead do something cra- crazy. <laughs> they do, crazier. Yeah, they do something way crazier. Um, but before they do something super crazy, uh, Vin follows Kelsier on the Allomantic Road between Felice and Luthadel, which I thought was very cool. Like, that's yes, a cool it little is touch. Cool. There's, like, the metal bars in the ground where they can just push and pull and fly through the air all the way between cities. And it's a little thing that I like that she takes one of the bars with her just in case this is like a trap or just some weird <laughs> thing i like that i thought that was as soon as she saw the metal bars i was like no i knew it was a highway i was like that is so fucking cool yeah and that's like a, that's a great that's a perfect sanderson like all right here's our magic system like what would this world have if this yeah. was you know and like to your point where like yeah it's interesting they wouldn't have guns yet but like why do you need a gun when you can just Pete, some Pete, you can hire a guy to shoot a coin through a guy's head. Like, that's basically yeah. a gun, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't really think about that. I forgot there's the whole group of people who just do that. So, yep. Human guns. <laughs> Hell yeah. The, big missed opportunity there with the steel pushers. They call, call them human guns. <laughs> we call them human guns, Vin. Like, what the hell are Vin, you talking about? Vin's like, what's a gun? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Also in this chapter, we finally learn about Adium, which is very oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, that is cool. Is that how the audiobook says it? Uh, it I think so. You know what? I don't. I seriously don't remember. Adium. Uh, All right. Let's just say that, yeah. Great. This is also a tutorial. (laughs) Yes. But I don't know, man. Something about this. I think it's because it's so different. And so cool. Like, you're like, what? You can see into the future? And that if somebody else does it, then it just, there's nothing. But then it's like people are like perfectly blocking each other. when Like, that's so cool. Well, and it's crazy. I imagine it like... I don't know, like one of those, like, because it says like, oh, if someone else takes it, like you see a bunch of like potential paths like fly out all of a sudden. So you don't know. That's so cool. And that's like very like, you're like, you, you read that and you're like, oh, that seems really OP. And then it's like, oh, but if they have it, it sort of cancels out. So. And they always do. Like every Mistborn always have like one or two drops on them uh, for that specific reason. And Steel Inquisitors do too, but we'll get there. And it sort of um, answers the question about, like, why is this thing so valuable? Why yeah. does the Lord Ruler control it? You know, why are the minds that create it super special? Yeah. Why would, like, it also answers the question, like, because 
the plan is if they don't like if they don't kill the Lord Ruler, it's to get all that adium. Like why they would have a chance at rebuilding or like keeping control if they have all of it, you know? Yeah. There's another one, right? Is there another there's or is that it? Now we know all the medals and then there's the one that Kelsier's lying about. <laughs> there's another one. I don't know if it's mentioned, but and we haven't learned about it. I think there I think gold is the last medal mm. that we haven't learned about. Then we get into the part where Kelsier's hot plan is to go in with no plan. Yeah, that's a you know, that's maybe <laughs> I thought that and was take really... a seventeen-year-old girl with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this. So the reason he does it with no plan is because the last time he did it with a plan, it didn't work. Which I think is an insane way to reason with yourself that then you don't need any plan. I yeah, and again, like I see the logic, <laughs> but I also yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, no, because the reason the plan didn't work is because uh, there are. Uh, outside factors like you as a singular entity can plan something and do it yourself you should still have planned ahead but uh i do feel for a man i was like i was like oh how are they gonna do this fucking convince vin to come along with this thing like how is sanderson gonna do this and i think that an argument can be made that it that also doesn't make any sense but i she was just gonna follow him so it's better to go together and there's nobody who, there's nobody, like, who the fuck is going to, like, restrain her? Nobody. She's way more powerful than everybody else back at base. Except for maybe Sazed, but, yeah, she doesn't, obviously she's going to go with him, so they should go together and they have the best chance of survival. I like it. I thought that made sense. Yeah, it totally made sense. Like, Vin was going to go no matter what. And so Kelsier's hands were, Kelsier was either not going to go. That, that, I mean, I guess yeah. that's the obvious <laughs> option. <laughs> Do this, don't I do don't it. do this tomorrow. I don't yeah. Oh my god. Come back with a plan. <laughs> no way I'll be betrayed if I have a plan. <laughs> well, and then we learned that the last time they tried this was when uh, Kelsier and his wife got caught yeah. and sent to the mines and all that stuff. Is this when they talk about that? Um, or is that after it goes bad? They talk about Mare. I think they talk about it more later about like what what it was like for them in the mines and everything. And then I think Marsh tells him tells Oh yeah, you're more right. too. But this is a yeah, it it does not uh I I really thought we were going to meet the Lord Ruler here. I was really, really excited. I just thought like a glimpse, like he's like down a hallway. We still haven't or seen him. Still haven't seen him. We haven't seen him because he's a hundred percent dead. Or it's the oh, this is my sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Do you think he exists? No, I think it's the deepness. <laughs> Boom! That's my called shot, and that the that the that all right. He is uh uh. The well of ascension didn't work, or like used his body as like a husk, or like he is not. Because I was fucking 100% about the pre-chapter entries, by the way. I just yeah. want to throw that out there. I was like, that's the Lord mm-hmm. Ruler yep. immediately. Yep. And it is the Lord Ruler's nice. general entries. And I was more secure on the fact that like the Lord Ruler wasn't really the bad guy um, around this part of the book. Um, reading those journal entries. But I think literally the last chapter of part three, he like starts killing people as the emperor and i was like oh maybe i was wrong 
So who knows? Well, yeah, there's the whole quote, which we can talk about later. I liked like in the journal entry yeah. where he's like, you know, like if I get all this power, like can anyone be trusted with it? Like we don't know who will be- will become once we have all this power. So no wonder he named it the Final Empire. But but anyway, back to the back to the impromptu heist of the main bad guy Lair. Um, yeah. They get in. And they just fly, try to fly through as fast as they can. I think this is the first time Vin kills people. Like, it's as mentioned, she, like, kills four guys in, like, two seconds. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Uh, he, like, he like fucking go. The first action scene I really didn't like. We talked about that last episode. I just kind of thought it was boring where he steals the safe. But this man, he's, like, stealing the candelabra off the wall, making the room dark and fucking people up in the dark. I thought that was mm-hmm. rad as hell. And in my mind, I, like... I like uh, combined that with this. Like I thought this was the first time. Maybe oh, that's sure. because I heard about. I watched a lecture where Sanderson talks about if he was working on a screenplay, that's what he'd do. <laughs> like he'd merge that scene with this one. Oh, you know that's probably a good. That's probably a better idea because there's really no reason this couldn't be the first one because nobody dies, so it doesn't. Vin almost dies. Yeah. Yeah, she does, but I never. There never for a second was I like either of these characters are gonna die. <laughs> no, you're you're literally holding the two hundred other pages of the book in your hand, and you're like, there's what? There's, I'm sweating what bullets. Else is this I'm like, about? no, no, please. <laughs> well, they so they break in, they kill a bunch of guards, and they get into like the main central chamber, and then there's like a weird house. Yeah, that was cool. In the middle of the chamber, and then they open the door, and he's the guy sitting on the toilet, peekaboo. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's. Like, hey. Three Steel Inquisitors. Yeah, what are you doing here? They're like playing poker. They're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, but that was cool, man. I was so I was so excited that they're back. Big action scene. Kelsio stabs one in the neck, and it's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, they knew. That means they knew. Yep. So who... Who or what? Did or... Kelsier betray himself? The ultimate betrayal. You tell on yourself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! I think I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil something here. Vin is the Lord Ruler, no! so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yes, Vin almost dies. Oh, and this is important. I think important elements detail. The Inquisitor found Vin, even though Vin had her copper on, which yeah. is supposed to hide your elements. Which I was excited about because I thought copper was a really convenient way to just let people do elements and nobody would ever know. <laughs> and when he figured it out i was like oh these guys are the real deal these guys don't fuck which around. i know there's not a lot they know about steel inquisitors so that could be like even if kelsier's flying in there at 100 miles an hour like they know the steel inquisitor there's always a couple there like yeah someone's coming to the hut we gotta go <laughs> we gotta go guard the hut yeah we have to go play poker or go to the bathroom in our uh <laughs> porta potty uh the lord ruler also it, it, it here has like a depression force field <laughs> yes <laughs> like an aura of just a bad day which is, like, why I said last time, where, like, oh, you know, the Ska are almost, like, comically downtrodden. Yeah, you know, that's like, why. Even with a thousand years of oppression. Like, especially, like, in the capital. Like, if the, if your capital radiates, like, depressive e- emo vibes, like, yeah. you're gonna yeah. be kind of sad. Which I thought was cool. And then it even works when she, uh, what's the magic that you don't get affected by... What do oh. the smokers use? Or no, they use. I thought she would. She like activated something so it didn't affect. She did because the what's that? Because they're in, they're in like pairs, right? So like copper hides you, and then something is else. It, has br- it, is it, it bronze that 
like blocks you from I don't being know. used. I don't want to look up Alamancy charts because there'll probably be a spoiler. I think it is actually. I think it is copper. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I think it blocks. It hides you and blocks people from using you. Oh yeah, you're. I think you're totally right because that that way she can't get her emotions. Yes, it's immune to emotional alamancy. That's what it is. So this is, I mean, he. the only reason I brought it up was because the Lord Ruler is so strong that after a certain amount of time, the copper doesn't work. Like, it he, it starts to breach through. Because while they're going mm-hmm. through the castle, she starts to feel it again. And he's like, we gotta hurry up. Which maybe, you know, since the Steel Inquisitors are part of the whole Lord Ruler thing, that could be... An extension. A, a reason of why they can go through copper. I am glad you did not look up uh, an Alamancy <laughs> <laughs> chart. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I won't do that. This is also where a, a Steel Inquisitor, I think this is the first time that anybody does this, dashes really fast using Pewter. Like, you superhuman run. He superhuman mm-hmm. sprints down the hallway after Vin, mm-hmm. which is fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. And that's, a, and that's a big old setup for all the running we do later on. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of running later on. <laughs> I've never seen two people more tired in my whole life. <laughs> Vin almost dies, but does not. And she gets saved at the last minute by something. And she finds yeah. out later it's Sezed. Yeah. Oh, this is also... I will say, when uh, Kelsier's getting fucked up by that Steel Inquisitor, I did for a second think he was... I was like, that would be pretty cool. If, like, suddenly Vin is thrust into the role to, like, have to lead this thing. Oh, yeah. she's the Mistborn. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's a cool invert... No. He's fine. He's actually super all right like he's not injured or anything i was like what yeah he's just fine no he just feels guilty yeah he feels yeah for about 15 20 minutes and it's back to normal so don't sweat it <laughs> which i thought was nice like i think it humanized him a little bit that he had like yeah, yeah oh yeah. he feels bad he's like oh you sh- i shouldn't have done that like <laughs> some humility from kelsier is always welcome i yeah. think well everybody Makes is him more likable everybody back at Thief, thief camp is like, dude, what the fuck were you thinking? And he's like, I don't know, I don't know. She, I, she, she convinced me. She convinced me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why'd you have to do it that night? I don't know. I was feeling I had it. To. I just had to. I was feeling it. Yeah, exactly. What a fucking crazy person. But this is the end of uh, part two, isn't it? This part, yep. And so now it's uh, part three where, spoiler... Vin is still alive. Yeah, Vin is fine. Oh, and por- also important, Vin grabs a book from the Lord Ruler's Palace, oh, which yeah. turns out to be the journal that the entries come from at the beginning of chapters. Yeah. It's literally the Lord Ruler's private journal, and when Sazed tells the crew this, they're all like, and what good is that? Like, what do you mean, what good is that? Like, that's a fucking gold mine. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. This is when they said that I was like, "Oh, here, oh, part three, here we go." I knew, I just knew we were going back down because I really liked part two and right away. How could a how could a bunch of words help us in this battle? Yeah, wrote the author. Like, what are you talking about? Vin heals slowly at the mansion and talks to Sazed, and she's grateful for Sazed saving him, but is confused. And so we learn a little bit more about Sezed's special powers. He says he uses 
things called metal mines. Or he has glasses on now, which yeah, <laughs> he has glasses on and he's reading a book. And Vin is like, "Holy shit! Why are you wearing those?" Like she doesn't get it. <laughs> like I would have never thought that was a weird thing, but Vin is hyper fixated on the fact that, like, I don't. He might have fucking contact lenses. I don't know. It's not crazy <laughs> that he's wearing glasses, but she's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> she doesn't get it. You are hiding something from me. You're gonna betray me. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Why did you tell glasses? me you were wearing glasses? I'm <laughs> gonna shoot this coin through your head. <laughs> read like, read us right. Then. They'll all betray you. <laughs> yeah, I just, man, I couldn't believe it. I was like, dude, shut up. He's just a guy wearing glasses. <laughs> And so he uses these, like, he has, like, all these piercings and these metal bracers, and he can, like, he can, like store things in them. Yeah, it's cool, so I think that magic power is awesome. But when he does that, it's, like, it sucks away his ability to do it at that moment. So if he stores, like, strength, he'll be really frail for a while and stuff like that. That's cool. It is cool. And this is, like, the first mention of the, like... It's metal related and it's super yeah. complimentary to Alamancy, but like it's a different, for all intents and purposes, a different magic system. Yeah, it's cool. I, I was excited that there's more than one kind of magic because they're like refer. See, I think it says it. It's even like in the north, there's like clerics and shamans, and I was like, oh, so they have to be magic too. So there's other magic in the world. So I'm excited that one of the crew is another kind of uh, magician. Yeah, and it's and he says like it's the the terrorist people sort of specifically have this magic, and we this is where we learn more about um, Sezed and the keepers, where like the Lord Ruler especially hates them and like breeds them and yeah. like castrates them, you know, young adult novel stuff. Yeah, yeah, really, and it's this is where it's he's like even. Though I hate the Lord Ruler and everything, I can't help but still, like, be a servant. Because it's just, he's literally bred to do it. Which is so fucked up, man. That is really fucked up. And I and it makes sense now in retrospect why it happened. It's just a weird thing to kind of throw into your book at the beginning of this in part one. So I don't take back that I felt weird about it. But n- now there is a, you know, this is fucked up. I feel bad for Sazed. Well, and that's the part, you know, that's the drawback of the whole setup payoff thing. We're like, ooh, what's a, you know, part, like, the good part of it is like, ooh, what's a Kandra? I want to read more and find out. The opposite side of that is like, is this author a racist? Yeah. <laughs> for how he's saying, <laughs> for how he sets up Sazed? Like, it doesn't make you wonder, like, wow, you know, what is yeah. the payoff for this? You're kind of like... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there's two things back to back, and and he gets this name in part two, I think. But Lestabornis is named Spook, which is a slur. That is a racial oh, slur right. to black yeah, people. Right. Um, it is an older one. Sure, I don't think that you know neo-Nazi alt-right um, grifters online are calling uh, black people that anymore but it is i think that's important to say that it is mm-hmm. a slur and so like back to back i'm like what the fuck is this guy thinking <laughs> and you know what i think it might be and this is not an excuse but i think he's just kind of like a sheltered guy yeah i mean he's a and he just doesn't know he named them he named he named him the fucking ska yeah, and any any and I was reading some. I was like, when they said his name was Spook, I pa- I 
shut the whole operation down. I was like, I gotta know if he knows. So I'm like looking it up and like buried in Reddit comments, people will mention it and then other people will be like, oh, but it's whatever. They'll just brush it off. I thought it was going fucking crap. I was like, dude. Really? Yeah. And then he's the kind, Brandon Sanderson is the kind of guy who tweets like, this is a real tweet. I'm not going to quote it here, but he's like, can we really judge uh, people in the past based on our present uh like morals and he's talking specifically i think of that tweet about like slavery and george washington and it's like yeah you, you can um you definitely can uh, <laughs> so yeah but i get it he is he is a white liberal author uh mm. i'm sure he did not intentionally mean uh, any harm by it but i think it's important to point out that the character's yeah. name is spook well and i didn't even make that connection either you know and it, it is one of those things where you know like the name of this podcast the guy to make sure the word hooligan didn't <laughs> yeah. have any sort of like yeah. uh racial connotations yeah but it, you know it's it's interesting though because spook is also used as like that's what they call cia agents um yeah in like and the stuff uk because like he's like a yeah spies so i don't uh i don't think it's out of this realm to think that maybe you know, CIA agents, like people lurking in the shadows might also have a negative connotation. Like, a, it's pretty obvious to me that, like, it means something else. But I guess that's not really the norm because people seem to, at least on Reddit, these fucking Redditors get real surprised when people point it out to them. <laughs> and it's like, and not surprised in like, a, oh, I hadn't thought of it way. Like, you know, what? It is? Like, yes, yeah. it is. Can't say anything these days, huh? Yeah, you can't say a fucking thing, man. Also, Lester Bornis is a cool name. Just have it that be his name. It's too long. Wasing is doing of the slur. I don't know about you. I love his accent. Yeah. Oh, dude. This is this is exactly what I mean when the audiobook guy does an accent I hate. Really? <laughs> it's just like the way he's like, Wasing is doing of the fart. I'm like, dude, shut up. It doesn't read... The only, the only good part about uh, reading it is you can skim over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, he just kind of learned... There's like a part where he's like, I can actually speak normally just fine. <laughs> <It's> like, why? <laughs> and why aren't we just doing that? I think that's... Um, I think Brandon Sanderson thinks that's that's funny. And that's fine. I think so, too. It's not I funny, don't, but... I don't particularly like it, but... <laughs> Especially when they have the scene later where they're like trying to talk and then oh dude I wanted to bro if I could have went back and if we if I had a time machine I would have went back and I'd destroy this guy's whole office building I could not believe that <laughs> there's that there yeah there was like five pages of crew banter that I'm like oh my god <laughs> that's young adult novel stuff people friends people don't talk to each other like no. this they talk to each other like this in like cartoons <laughs> not, even, not even oh it's terrible i don't yeah. understand oh well what can you do well we were talking about say and uh the terrorist people vin every time vin makes a little slip up that may refer to the fact that uh says is a eunuch she gets very embarrassed <laughs> It happens once. It, it it's fine if it happens once, but it happens twice, which is very weird. Like it's, later, yeah. It's it's it is a really weird thing because like he was born like that. It's not as it's not even if it's not like she has a lot of experiences with sex anyway. So like, what are you taught? She's like, oh, you don't have a. Pe- you're wearing glasses and you have no cock. You're insane. You're like what else have you been guy. hiding from yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. 
I, I just don't understand her surprise. This is where I feel like the writing really drops off for me in this part with stuff like that. I feel like characters ask really dumb questions um, that I don't think are dumb because the characters are dumb. I think it's Sanderson being like, this is good. And I'm like, no, it is not good. And I think a lot of it, too, is like so many times. And it's a little better in this part. Um, but like just like the first part, like Vin just says the subtext of the scene that is incredibly obvious. Yeah, she loves doing it. I think they say like Vin and says that in this, in this conversation say like Kelsier is now a different person because of Vin's near death experience. I think they say that like four times. It, and it and it gets referenced later again. I think I just couldn't. Ugh, God, it's so annoying. We, we remember. <laughs> we read it. I was there, yeah. I read it. But Kelsier has another conversation with Vin and shows Vin a picture of a flower. <laughs> again, and Vin's Vin like, like, what? <laughs> huh? I know. This is, again, she doesn't understand. Like, okay, if you showed me a picture, right, I am not a 17-year-old girl. If, But if you showed me a picture <laughs> and you were like, hey, I've heard that this is somewhere in the world. I would not be like, you're <laughs> fucking lying to me right now. Like, are you off your fucking... Do you not have a penis and wear glasses like this guy? Everybody's lying to me. She doesn't get it, man. It's just a flower. I know you've never seen a flower, but... Wait a minute, but she has, right? Because don't they have gardens? Well, I think they have... I think they don't... Like, they don't flower. I think they're like... They, like, describe a garden, which I thought was kind of cool, where... And it's all, like brown and orange and yellow like there aren't any green like this is also the part where she says like green plants yeah. might as well have <laughs> yeah. purple plants yeah which is like yeah there yeah there are purple plants which i think for people who aren't experienced in fantasy stuff like point of view fantasy stuff like having that stuff be really on the nose sort of makes sense but like if you've kind of been around the block you're like yeah, I'd be like they wouldn't conceive about about that, you know. Yeah, based on how they grew up, but it is such a different world. I think it does help me remember that, like, it's all covered in ash. The surround, like, cause, like, cause still in my brain, I visualize like, oh, she's bouncing over a forest, but like, no, there's no forest. Like, I it's literally always forget. Just like weird <laughs> shrubland. Well, I forget because it's literally never important until it's important. Until she talks about how how weird it is that there'd be green plants. Yeah. It's not it's not like the ash falls are an integ it's not as if they're like poisonous. Like they have to avoid them or they're gonna die. No, it's just whatever. So you forget and I just kinda fill in the blanks. Yeah, same. But, you know, obviously I'm supposed to be remembering that, so I empathize with Vin, but I when I read a section like this, I just think she's the stupidest person in the whole world. Well, I think that's part of it, too, where, like, Vin is in the sort of YA fantasy thing. Vin is a stand-in because she's, like, the fi- she's the fish out of water so we can all learn about all these things. But also she's, like, the super powerful, like, quote-unquote chosen one. So, like, it is a weird line to walk. Like, you, she sort of has to be generic and kind of, like, what's going on in order to, like, sort of be the stand-in for the reader. But also, like, to be a character, she also needs to, like have her own thing going on yeah so it's a it's a tough line and sometimes i think sometimes it works better than others oh definitely well because a lot of the time he's going back and forth on whether or not she's like worldly and street smart or she's a kid who doesn't know anything he can't make up his mind on which what kind of character vin is it goes back and forth 
And it just gets worse when she hangs out with the nobles more. She becomes even stupider. Like, she forgets all the slavery and oppression when they're like, well, they eat cake. <laughs> like, she's the dumbest person in the whole world. We, uh... We'll, we'll come back to our general thoughts on Vin uh, at the end of yeah. when we talk about section. Um, but in the meantime, we have another big party scene. Hell and again, yeah. I loved I loved all this stuff. <laughs> like, it's yeah, great. I love this stuff too. Because it does feel like a spy thriller. Yeah, it feels like a spy thriller. And I, I just like seeing it. it. It's a part of the world we have no experience with yet so far, which mm-hmm. is the high society, which is interesting. Well, and I also found myself being too, like... I know it's sort of simplistic the way it's like, you know, class and everything. Yeah. But like, you know, we're in the United States in 2023. And I was reading this. I'm like, oh, man, I want to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very interesting reaction to like. It is an interesting reaction. But it's 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 so it is hilariously the dichotomy between the rich and the poor in this world is is insane and i know uh if you can say one thing about 2023 it's not this bad yet <laughs> it's not you're either in a ska band or you're uh a you're billionaire you know that's not what it i is mean yet. let's see i mean we'll count how many giant volcanoes we have uh that's at the true. end of <laughs> yeah. the year yeah that's true so i think this is where we meet shan Ilarial. yep and she is a bitch yeah she's really jealous uh <laughs> jealous of it oh yeah she, well yeah she's jealous because ellen's paying attention to her and she uses i like shan as a character i think that's she's the only noble so far who's what i feel like everybody would agree that or she's the only noble so far that lives up to like the noble name because everybody else is just kind of like there ellen isn't who you think yeah which again i'm just like yes he is just shut up can we just get to the point where he's part of the crew <laughs> i know it's coming can we just get to the part where it's revealed that he's a misborn and he's part of the crew can we just do that please <laughs> well and and shan is like sort of like the first bad guy kind of you That's know true. like who's really Jeez. like you interact with like the steel inquisitors are like you know they're enemies but they're not like you know they don't have personality they're not like they're not assholes <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and oh this is also uh ellen comes to her t- this is his attempt at flirting which is to uh sit at a this is probably i'm sure this is a real thing that happened at brigham young university on the quad <laughs> where he uh you know sits at a pretty girl's table um also just i feel like i need to say this weird age gap might not be weird for uh the mistborn universe but it's weird for me reading it yeah he's like 23 she is 17 yep (laughs) um but there's there's half a page where they like organically figure out each other's ages it's really weird she's like unless you're he's like unless you were a sexy 10 year old i don't think so it's like (laughs) what are you fucking saying right now i couldn't believe it but uh, anyway, he spreads out a bunch of books at Vin's table, and he's taking up a bunch. He, he's man-spreading all over the place, and he's just kind of, like, flirting and saying <laughs> saying goofy shit, and she uh, goes to dance with some loser. Yep. And he, and right away when she's dancing with him, she's like, so what do you think about Ellen? And he shits his fucking pay. He's like, uh, uh, I don't know. 
Although I like, I liked her save where she's like, "Oh, he's like my hit my uncle yeah, knows like his too. dad, so he's like helping him out, and like, and then everyone was fine with it." Which I think was that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and we find out that one of the books Ellen has is not a book about boats or whatever. It's actually a secret heretical rebellious text <laughs> but just truly just barely it is like the l- lightest critique well and i do like the i like the fact that ellen has a bunch of books and she like looks at the titles and flips through them like that does fill out the world more like especially with the nobles and like oh yeah there would be a thousand years of history and people in this thing and mm-hmm. i really i like that i like that too but yeah he's reading a uh a heretical text that he has just uh, conveniently brought with him to a party full of the people he's talking about. But Mac, it's disguised, so... Oh my god, it's so stupid. <laughs> no one would ever think, oh, book about boats? Oh, that's so boring. It's the first one, she, it's the second one she grabs. She's like, what about this one? <laughs> What's this tiny one that is inconspicuously, conspicuously at the bottom of this stack sort of sticking out? That one looks short. You know, for a second, I it's so obvious. I was like, oh, it's on purpose. Um, I don't think it is on purpose. Ale- no. no. <laughs> it had to feel on purpose so Vin would have a reason to go, like, look at it. Yeah, but nope. And then uh, she's reading the book and shits her pants when somebody is standing over her. But it's uh, the Terrasman servant of uh, my new real-life girlfriend, Shan Ilarial, baby. <laughs> You're, da- you're dating Chan? Congratulations. Yes, I am. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Um, she's really nice and friendly. And unfortunately, she's kind of engaged to Alan. Well, now it says, like, I think they were, but, like, I think... Because at the beginning it says, oh, they still technically are. But, like, yeah. then later on they treat it as though it's been, like, broken off. Or, like, or it's, like, effectively broken off or something like that. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was still, like, official, but they never talk to each other or see each other. It's just kind of, like... So everyone treats it like it's not a thing. I also liked that uh, when Vin was tired from dancing, she used some of her magic powers so her feet hurt less. I think that was I like kind of that. fun. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fun too. Nice little touch. I, every time she uses magic, I'm on the lookout for if she uses copper first. Because mm. I'm like... And she doesn't. It does not always say, but I think we just have to assume that that's what's happening. Well, and you'd think, like, because, you know, it's mentioned that, like, the obligators all around all the party. Like, and if the other nobles are also alamancers or mistings or something... There's probably a little bit of alamancy going around all the time. Yeah. And Chan is asking uh, uh, Vin to spy on Ellen, right? Am I right about that? Well, I think it was, yes. Well, because then later on, she's like, you know, there's some books that we think Ellen's reading that <laughs> might not be good. Like, it's really like, oh, the, the books I was just looking at? Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's so funny. But she's, uh, Vin is weirdly going along with it. And even me as the reader, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But that's such a good use for the, she's a fucking, uh, what are they called? Soother, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, how come we don't, dude, it would be so cool if that magic was used so much more to like alter the text we're reading because mm-hmm. it can fully convince me that this character is like stupid and making a bad decision and it's not I'm like oh my god like later there could be a reveal that's like oh she got fucking soothed like she got yeah. magic well, and I think 
Well, and like that's the problem. Yeah, because they always like everyone always notices the second they're yeah, being right. Sued. They're like, hey, yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like you wouldn't notice, but I don't know. Yeah, or like you know, well, it says all like Vin's super ultra good at it, and everyone else is really like comparatively clumsy or whatever. Sure. Um, but the 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 party ends. Vin leaves. Sadly, and in she's like, "Wow, being rich is great." Which and then oh, they like execute a ska boy out on the front lawn, and she's like, oh. "Yeah, okay." So here's a big issue with this, right? Sanderson thinks you, the reader, have started to like the nobles. If that <laughs> happened, if you read this book and you're like, "Maybe these nobles aren't so bad," you need to get the Shirley Jackson the lottery in front of the whole. <laughs> <laughs> like if you found yourself allying with like it's just wild to me that there needs to be a section where there's like a a, a nonchalant blase execution to get the story back on track that no these are the bad guys of course they're the bad guys <laughs> they're the they're the slave owners like it's just yeah. wild to me that he's like no they might have lost the they might have lost the mark <laughs> they might have lost nobody the thread. you lost the plot you think i like this fucking hot my girlfriend no way I would absolutely kill Shan if given the chance. I mean, you know, they know we're talking about, like, our own education, reading comprehension. But, you know, I think, one, like, 2006, maybe a simpler time. And in terms of, like, class consciousness, like, you know, who knows? You know, like, the average American's class consciousness might not be, wow, these rich people are sure pretty. Like, that one's kind of mean, but, you know. No, you know, that's true. I I mean, I agree with you that it's... uh, that like for a, for a reader like all right <laughs> yeah but I, that makes sense i mean i can definitely feel like a well-intentioned uh, left-leaning person reading this book and finding themselves like tricked along with vin which i think could be a cool like that's a cool trick of the book i guess but you know they're yeah. slave owners so i don't yeah. give a fuck <laughs> and i don't know why characters are keep being like maybe the nobles aren't so bad like no they are stop quit like stop questioning that that's not an interesting and that's question. like yeah i think that's like the 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 why anus of the yes, novel i agree i said anus but <laughs> the uh you know, the why the anus <laughs> uh hammond later man ham is the ultimate young adult novel character because he just openly asks dumb as hell sixth grade questions like you can seriously imagine but, like he's, a sixth the grader... but, but he's the philosopher of the group oh my god you can because <laughs> you can see an elementary school kid raising their hand and being like oh but like were the were the plantation owners all that bad really and it's like it's like you as we as adults are like that kid is fucking stupid like that's a snap reaction obviously slave owners are bad but he's a little kid he's got to be mm-hmm. explained this kind of stuff yeah. And when you think about it like that, like if a kid is reading this book, they're like, aside from the slavery, what what other bad stuff than we did? And it's like, or did did they do? That that doesn't matter. the The be all end all is the oppression of another class. Like I do not yeah. care if they bake a hell of a pumpkin pie or read a lot. Like if if I, <laughs> that's why the book needs to go out of its way later to tell you the reader that Ellen is not a rapist and murderer. Yes, because right away I'm like, kill him. He needs to also die. Unless you tell me no, he has to die too. So I mean, it also would have been interesting if they did if Ellen was like that and then they have to like yeah. struggle with that but like but that nope. is i think that's beyond the that's beyond the realm of this book yeah like the really the like the actually interesting like moral questions of like 
you have a system and like incentives in a system and morality, you know, yeah. you know, all that here's, stuff. Here's a, it's very surface level about like all oh, the pe- the people live in a bubble, man. Yeah, yeah. Here's a here's a much more interesting way to not to I've never written a book. This is all in retrospect. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but here's a much more interesting way to do this, right? This the killing of this servant boy would be so powerful. I almost said good. <laughs> would be so powerful if for the whole previous chunk of the book the nobles are portrayed as like an altruistic um, oh yeah, people who do what they can and then it's learned that like no, they view the sky as subhuman. Like they're not people. And that would have been really cool, but it's from the perspective of the ska. And so we know instantly that they're the same. They're just all human beings. Yeah. There's no like... And again, yeah, I think that's like, that's just like a different book. And like if you go in and you're like, oh, the heroes are actually in a morally questionable system. Like that's a different, like that that I wouldn't sell as well as cool metal action powers. Yes, that's true. That is true. But they leave the party after the they leave the party, of this boy. and then we get a little section where Kelsier gets some information. He's like, I like he's this part. A, posing as a nobleman. Gets uh, some info from a man named Hoyd, and he goes across then, the street. Yeah, and uh, he's like, he goes across the street <laughs> and scams somebody else. He scams yep. Lord Venture. Yep, Straff Venture. Cool name, man. And they learn some things, and they learn that, oh, maybe Kelsier, with the 11th medal, being as, like, the savior of the sky, is getting a little out of hand, because now the nobles are worried about it. And that's a lie, right? That is being implied that the 11th medal is not a real thing, and he's just gonna kind of... He's using that as leverage to make everybody feel good about this whole thing? Or am I not supposed to put that together yet? I don't know. Because I... I really feel like it's pretty obvious the ele- he's lying about the eleventh medal. Okay, but uh, or if it does exist, he has yet to find it. But he says like he's got it, and we're doing. Well, he it. has the little vial of you know, I guess something. You know? Yeah, but nobody knows what the fuck that is. So it could just be whatever, whatever metal. Um, but yeah, he so he also learns that uh, he he learns directly from venture that. People know there's, like, a rebellion being planned, right? Yes. Yep. Or that there's, yeah, there's something going on. And and they know that because... Why? How do they know that? Just because I think of... they've just heard, like, as I think it's, you know, as, as it gets bigger, there's, you know, whisperings among... Yeah, because Kelsier and Breeze's grand plan to recruit people is to invite them to hangout sessions and then hope <laughs> they don't tell on the police. And yell. <laughs> and yell about how, yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, it's stupid, but, you know, we gotta get people into this uh, army that'll definitely be around until the end of part three somehow. <laughs> so. All in, all, all intact, I might add. <laughs> yeah, all 10,000 of them will be there, I promise. Um, there's a lot of t- talking now for the rest <laughs> of the section. <laughs> I was, uh, it's a lot of talking. Like, it is three, a lot of talking. Like, like, it's a lot of talking. Sanderson's weakest part, I think, of his books, I mean, at least of this book, um, and I, like I've said before, I've also read The Way of Kings, and I think it is there, is his characters. Um, so when it's just them talking, oh, man, do you lose me. 
because yeah, they're, they're not interesting. It's not doing anything, or there's not plot stuff going on. But we do learn here about. Is this when we learn about Mare and stuff? After another fucking tutorial for a video game we never play. Yeah, so we, this is where we do find out that uh, Renew is a Chandra. Yeah. Um, and then Kelsier, like, feels like Vin's his daughter. And he's like, stop spending time with the cute boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the parties. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I so this thing about Mare, right? Danilo. Yes. If you and I did a heist... Against uh-huh. an evil king. Uh-huh. And then the king was like, very good, Mac. And I was pleading. I was like, I didn't say anything. Would you believe him or me? Like, I do not understand why he's like, that rotten bitch betrayed me. I don't know. She probably didn't. I I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, to me, I'm like, no, she fucking didn't. She's pretty obviously so. She's not saying sorry. She's saying I right. didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, you know, I don't know why it's so hard to be like, yeah, you're like, break, and they're like not even Alamancers at this point. Like you're breaking to like the most powerful, like he's like has a piece of like God in him. Yeah. And he has a, a, a empire that's been ruled for a thousand years. Like maybe just found out <laughs> through something. <laughs> yeah, like she could have let him know accidentally and that's what he meant. Now listen, I'm not saying that that's what happened. The story can definitely be that Mare betrayed Kelsier. Um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he should not be him. He as a character should not be so sure that it happened. Well, here's the thing. I think this is again with like the the clinical deployment of like what should be in a book. You know, like the theme of like trust and betrayal. You know, and so in this, Wait, those is, are themes in this book. Uh huh. Yeah, oh, that's I interesting. That. I no, I yeah, didn't. Yeah. Huh. Um, and so the whole the whole. Kelsier's thing is like you know it's better to just trust and believe even if you don't know you know yeah and I think this is another detail to try to add to that even though like maybe logically it doesn't make sense but like the only reason this detail exists is to flesh out that theme you know yeah 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 I get that his also, but I mean his, that doesn't stop the fact that it yeah, doesn't make less sense because <laughs> his like other thing his other point is that she got to the prison after him yeah it takes people d- different amounts of time to get to different places in the world. Like that's that's yeah. a not Maybe she was issue. Tortured, like I yeah, don't exactly. Know. It's and, and she. The only thing to Kelsier's credit is that she sacrifices herself to get him out of the prison. Yeah. So she like, oh, you know, I found two at Adium beads yeah. this week. You haven't. Here's mine. But she was lying. So then she gets killed. Yeah. In front that, of Kelsier. And that's the only part of that whole thing where I'm like, oh, maybe she did betray him. Because if she didn't, what would that what would that sacrifice accomplish to anybody? Because he still thinks that she betrayed him. Or I guess he's maybe not 100% sure, but he is definitely leaning on the side of she betrayed me, but I still love her. Yeah. Which is a sad... I mean, that's... You know, think about the people you love in your life if they betrayed you like yeah you probably still or you love think them. they did and you wouldn't know and i'm sure it's also like again high stress situation like your yeah. life's over so you don't know if you're gonna live or die so also i was curious about his scars cool reason for him to have those scars reaching into the cracks in the 
Yeah, uh, like it's described as like there's like these geode like these holes with like scraggly things. You just yeah, it's cool. Reach your arm through there, rips up your arm. It is very cool. Oh, we also learn uh, about bronze right here. Yeah, well, then he talks to Marsh. I've I have a fun note that uh, says barge logistics. I think they have all probably a whole half a page where they talk yeah, about they like do. where are the barges going? Who's going on the barges? The weapons are going on the barges, and then they'll go down. And you're like, okay, great. And it's especially hilarious because it doesn't matter at all because in about thirty pages, everybody's dead. Like it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, then they, then they just get there, and it's like, okay, yeah, they do. Just That's like get the other there. thing too. Like I think is. Sanderson is so good because when you get the little tidbits of like, okay, what is like the natural, um, like the logical next step or next three steps, like if this were true. And I think that can also be a detriment sometimes, like answering questions or explaining things away that like normal people wouldn't really have a question about in the first place. Like I wouldn't really be like, but then how would the nobles not track the weapons to the like, I'm sure they would have figured it out. You know? Exactly. There's a part at the beginning of chapter two that's all about meal tickets and how the ska get to eat. And it never, it, <laughs> it I know I'm telling again. you now it doesn't matter. And so why do we need to know? <laughs> it's like seriously two pages of it. I, I, I wouldn't don't be reading it. You're like, how do these... <laughs> God, get their food. Yeah, Is there some sort of soup kitchen system with tickets? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think this is... It builds the world, I guess. It, it builds the world, and I think that we, like you said earlier, <clears throat> we are in a position where not just fantasy or science fiction or genre fiction, we're not just well-read in those books. We've read a lot of uh, books just in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know... If you are somebody who doesn't read, like this book on the internet gets suggested to not only people who want to try to read more, but fantasy uh, novel beginners. I think that that kind of stuff is in there specifically for those people. Like Sanderson yeah. knows people are coming to this for the first. The other. Uh, that's why he's been so successful. Like, yeah. and that's the same thing with a Vin or like green plants. That would just be weird. Yeah, because then the, that young reader or inexperienced reader is like, you know, that would be weird for these people. I'm gonna compare it to a different. I'm gonna compare this book to Neuromancer by William Gibson, a book I definitely want to cover on this show because I love that book a lot. That book does not. It'll just be. It'll just drop you in, and it's like, yeah, he, uh, he was. It's like, yeah, he was pushing ice. And it's like what? What the fuck does that mean? I know I read the book and it was tough to get. Like yeah. it's t- like in my mind, it's like a weird impressionist painting. Yeah, like because of like you don't understand the details. And I like that a lot. I my fiance took eight months to read that book because every time she and she she read like War and Peace in two months. Like she she's the one of the smartest people, if not the smartest person I know. And every time she would try to read that book, she'd be like. God damn it! I just explained something at all to me, so I do understand like coming to this book and looking for that stuff. It is just so not for me, for my preferences yeah. in these kind of books. Some people don't like the like the hunting and putting it together and the not understanding. Yeah, which like I know we're both of us like we're like I love that shit. Me too. Like, I could do that all day. Like give me a whole book of shit I don't understand, and I'd be like, more please. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even if you never explain, I'm stuff. like that was evocative as fuck, and like yeah. that'll be enough for me. But I yeah. think like that's not enough for other people, which is fine. The world's a big place with different people in it. Unfortunately, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that being said, 
I do like the explanation of the boats. They get pulled by magicians. That's cool. Yep. And Scott. Of course, because even the good guys use the slaves. <laughs> um, and this is when Vin talks to Marsh, and we get another tutorial section about bronze and copper, and there's bronze. You can feel alimantic pulses coming from people, so you know who, who you know who's using alimantic. That's basically it. And you'll learn about Marsh and Kelsier's relationship. Kelsier stole his girl, yo. That is or that is fucked up, man. That is cold blooded. And they got her killed, arguably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got her killed, but Marsh seems to not be that uh, bitter about uh, anything. He's almost <laughs> uh, a not character and shouldn't be in the book. There's, I so far, <laughs> there's no reason he should be here at all. I don't get it. Uh, he's so goddamn boring, and he's so far, he's just here to t- do another tutorial for a video game that doesn't exist. So, but the uh, the name Marsh is so cool, though. It is so cool, but what like. They don't have last names. Yeah, like what's t- tell me this, Brandon Sanderson. What is Kelsier's last name? <laughs> if you're such a good world builder. Yeah. World build me this, you fucking imbecile. <laughs> oh man, this section sucks. Marsh I'm sh- I'm sure Marsh gets more to do, but for right now, he's so boring. We get Kelsier is reading the journal that Sezed has been translating. The Lord Ruler's journal. And this is all the sections put together that we've read so far and then some, right? Yes, so we get them like sort of more in context. And this is where we learn about the pits. And we learn that, you know, adium, you can't use alamancy near adium because it like... You'll blow up. You'll, yeah, the adium crystals, it like blows them up. Yeah. They get to the caves and we see the army that they're building and there's a lot of talking scenes yeah fuck man this sucks and ham and ham has the famous line hey maybe they should be in charge of us because they have the magic yeah that's just a terrible way to live your life man i can't believe he said that and i and i think that's a moment where like we said already we touched on this already but this is a moment where it's obvious to me that sanderson is like somebody's got to ask this question because I feel like Sanderson writes to the stupidest person in the room, which is not, you know, generally the kind of stuff that I like to enjoy, the stuff that needs to really break it down. But I'm sure somebody out there who's never really read a fantasy book or doesn't really read books in general is like, well, shouldn't the fucking magic people be in charge of the not magic people? Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I feel like those people, like, joined the Proud Boys. Like, I don't know Hell, if those yeah. people are reading. I don't mean, like, in a, in a, in a, like, in a Harry Potter kind of way where it's, Won't like. Wouldn't this be a question that has to come up if you're going to build the world? Yeah, and it's that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it does make sense for that character to be the one asking that question. But look, also, we could have done this at any point in the numerous tutorial sections to, like, make it a little more interesting. And also, no. No. Like, there's not... I think that... Like, okay, what... Well, and then there's all the stuff of Ellen being like, are the Ska like normal people? You yeah, know? that was weird. Are they smart? Yeah, that was weird as hell. Um, we live in a bubble, man. Don't you get yeah. it? <laughs> you gotta smoke... Here, take a toke of this, man. You blow your fucking gourd, man. <laughs> I mean, like, somebody is reading this book and they're... There, nobody has brought up any questions of the caste system yet. So, somebody has to do it, but 
this is the not the question to ask. The question to ask yeah. is 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 why? Cuz nobody why is the world like this. Nobody has really asked why. They've just discerned that it's bad and that it shouldn't be happening, but the the question needs to be why did it happen? And if it did happen for a reason, like how do we live with that knowing that we are actually lesser? Like I think that is And I yeah, and I sort of see what he's tr- Sanders is trying to go for with like, you know, it's been this way for so long. This is the character's reality. So they like take it for granted almost. Yeah. And I, I, and that like, that comes up time and time again, but it is almost to like, you know, maybe in a world where something like this would exist, people would be this way. Like, you know, really, Oh, you know, they, maybe things just are this way, how they are. But like yeah. the book is written in our world and so we're following ostensibly human beings so yeah i don't know you know yeah it's like you see what he's going for but like it it gets to a point where like it's not subtle and can be kind of weird and yeah i i think that this question would be really interesting if again the nobles were portrayed as like godlike altruistic people like literally it's not just they're rich it's that they are something else entirely and the reveal of the book could be then no they're not like it is just like a a terrible and i mean the original thing is also not good it's not good that angels are the slave owners but at least then this question is anything well i think part of it too is like if it's like young adult adjacent i i suppose um or like it's sort of touted as like an introduction to this sort of fantasy thinking where, oh, you know, maybe, you know, what else do we take for granted in the world around us that might not be how it only because how I'm seeing it, you know? And I guess that's part of like the sci-fi part of it too. You know, like what if this happened? How would people see it? I think that's what, there's going to go for but again you know the dumbest part of this and i and i meant to say this earlier but i didn't he's in the rebellion it's too late to ask that question (laughs) you're the general of the rebellion why are you asking that question can you imagine if you're if like i am not pro the military but can you imagine if you're like (laughs) some guy in the army and you're going out there you're about to fucking charge the front lines and kill people and your captain is like Hey, maybe they're just like us, or well, maybe they're. Wait, are we just? Yeah. Are we just fighting people of a <laughs> sovereign nation for oil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the dumbest question to ask in that situation. Like, fuck, man, I don't, I don't get it. Or maybe, hey, maybe Brandon Sanderson is like a if a if a if a racist reads this book, they're gonna have this question. So we gotta have yeah, maybe. the dumbass character ask it. We need the stats on how many uh, racist people Mistborn <laughs> yeah. has made unracist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if that, if that, if somebody, if that really happened to somebody, and this is the book that made them not racist, um, I'm gonna not read anything ever again. This is the. <laughs> there are real books that like do, people with doctorates have written about that kind of stuff. But if it's uh-huh. Mistborn, dude, we've lost. We lose, man. <laughs> In the next chapter, 
Vin's reading, and she thinks it's so boring. Yeah, I don't understand how everybody doesn't think this is the most craziest, interesting <laughs> shit in the world. Because you as a reader, you're like, I can't believe we're getting this. And all the yeah. characters are like, whatever, snooze fest. It's if you, if you found Jesus Christ's notebook. This is the guy you're fighting. This yeah. is the guy you're fighting. But Sazed's making her read it, making everybody read it, because Sazed sucks. We've got a little bit of a love triangle going on, love triangle going on, where Spook gives Vin a little handkerchief. Yeah, it's cute. And then he talks, and Vin's like, "I did, I don't like him anymore." Yeah, she's kind of, <laughs> she's kind of a fucking asshole. She, it's, it's like on her to do list. She's like, "I have, to, I can't." I'm so busy, but at some point I'm gonna have to send Spook straight that I don't like. I don't like him at all. Yeah, it's so funny. What a terrible person. I hate Vin so much. <laughs> and so we get more details now about Sezed and the Terrace, and how their their metal magic is called Ferukemi, where they store things in their metal and it can draw on them. Which you know, like like Alamancy, it's very put this in, get this out, which I think is you know cool and interesting. Yep. I actually like Ferukemi. I read, uh, I think Sanderson was watching, or he was giving a lecture, and he talked about how he came up with this in high school when he was, like, always tired and stressed. So he he wished he could, like, on his vacation, like, be really tired so that when, like, it came time for school, like, he could tap into that or something. Oh, that's cool. Which is kind of cool. I wonder if anybody at those lectures ever says the kind of stuff that we we say. They raise their hand and they're like, "What the fuck are you thinking?" Um, they're they're at Brigham Young University, so I don't think so. <laughs> oh no, is that really where he speaks? Yeah, that's where he, he. I think he has a creative writing class there, and they're all available. Like they're good. Uh, I've I watched like a whole year of them. He puts them all on YouTube oh, for free. That's good. And we get another quasi tutorial scene with Doxon. And his superpower is he's good at organize at organizing and paying oh, the yeah. bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this I just I don't know. <laughs> I just don't care. And this is where we get the thing where like the noblemen use ska women as long as they kill them right after. And Vin's like, oh, does the guy have a crush on do this? Who else at the fancy parties does this? Oh okay, so here's the thing. So she's gonna go to another party. Yep. I feel like we should, we're 90 minutes into this, maybe we can kick it up a notch. I feel yes, bad. Yes, we could. Uh, uh, she goes to, she'll, she'll eventually be at another party where she uh, talks about to uh, Ellen, and Ellen makes the insane claim that only about a third of the, uh, <laughs> the nobles do this. Um, that is a lie. Like he might be telling the truth in the fiction of the novel, but that is dumb. That is so stupid. I think a third, uh, probably a third, ad- admit to it. But yeah, we could yeah, yeah. put it at that, probably. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That, that makes you feel better about that. Well, and that's the that's the other thing too. You know, like you you set up a world with like insane power dynamics, and then you sort of try to make it not that bad or not what would happen to because you want it to be like. Because you want it to be like PG-13, basically. Whereas yeah. really, like, if you were being 100% realistic with, like, how human beings would act in the situation, like, this would be rated R. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes back to this thing, like, this weird... With all this talk about nobles and stuff, Sanderson, this part of the book really screams to me that Sanderson is trying to not alienate a part of his audience 
by writing a what what is essentially a piece of uh, proletariat charged Marxist fiction where the mm-hmm. uh, where the proletariat the ska are going to uh, forcefully overthrow the bourgeoisie the nobles um, but if that were the case people wouldn't read it and so there needs to be like no some of them are good yeah it has to be like the most basic yeah understanding of that and that's again that's like where the ya ishness of it because i feel like he wants me as the reader to be like to think that dachshund and kelsier are nuts for wanting to kill all the nobles when uh i agree (laughs) <laughs> like I mm-hmm. agree because it doesn't matter they all own the slave like it's just baffling to me that characters are constantly forgetting that they all have slaves I don't understand that I think that's maybe just a thing the Sanderson is trying to get me to not focus on well we can't be talking about it all the time Mac <laughs> yeah <laughs> then this book would be too sad and there'd be no time for tutorials again it'd be it'd be rated r it'd be very depressing it'd be so much better Ugh. yeah that's true um but yes yeah, so we find out ellen is fine because his dad was an asshole and tried to make him bed a ska woman when he was 13 and he said never again and vin's like i feel like he was telling the truth and so it's fine <laughs> Which is, this is just more shit where it's like, obviously he didn't do it. Can we just get to the part where they're friends? Like, I just want to get to that part. And everyone's fine, and yes, he's one of the good ones, and... Yeah. Which is... Hashtag not all nobles. I know, yeah, really. Because it's... That's another problem in and of itself is that Ellen is like, no, he's one of the good bourgeoisie. I don't care. Because he reads books. He reads books. Because he reads books, and he went to Brigham Young. This... He, it, it, we've already talked about it. It's stupid as hell that that's the argument the book is making that not all the nobles are bad, but whatever. At a certain point, I'm gonna go crazy. It's like ska. You just gotta get used to that they're called the well, ska. Well, then it's like, you know, another, again, we talk about another book where, like, then we talk about, like, what does, what is the implications of complicity in a system? And, like, but that's not what this God, book is about. That would be so good, man. Yeah. But that's not what it is. No. Um, the next chapter, uh, Lots of AI dialogue by the crew. That's how it felt like. It felt like a sprint that's like, chat friend, GP. Friends are sitting around, like, write me a dialogue where friends yeah. are sitting around a table, and one of them has a funny accent, and no one knows what it is. Yeah, it's terrible, man. And yeah. and everybody thinks it's so funny. Like, do you think a, a human person laughed at this scene ever once? I don't know. If you are listening to this and you thought this was funny, please... Uh, I don't know. I assume at some point we'll have uh, like a Twitter or something. Please let us know because there's no way, and I'm not. Ju- I won't judge you if you thought it was funny, but this is not for me. No, I get how it's charming, I suppose, but again, it's like the, the, it's the juxtaposition of like the horrible. Cl- I don't. I don't know. We can. No, I we agree. Can talk about is the this... same issue yeah, 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 seventy yeah. different times. That's true. Um. We are about to have another tutorial section with Vin oh. and Ham, <laughs> where she learns about another power. But thank God we get interrupted by a big twist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I which I really liked. The they get there and like oh, everything's fine. And all of a sudden, like the plan's been sprung too soon. We're not ready. Something's gone wrong. I think it's great. Like I think it gives 
I wish it happened a little earlier to supercharge some of it, but I'm like reading it. I'm like, I'm getting kind of bored. Can we get to the part where we uh, just do the plan, please? Yeah, really. This is, yeah, this is cool because I think we forgot to mention this that Kelsier takes Hammond back. He's like going to cycle through all the crew as generals mm-hmm. so that they get used to them. And he puts um, Yedin in charge. Yes, what a terrible idea. I would have never done that from the jump. He's always been so squeamish. Oh, and we never talked about the when Kelsier's at the caves, he like oh, gives yeah. all the, the Ska soldiers a bunch of confidence because he has like he uses Alamancy to make it seem like the weak captain. Captain Lemu, I think his name is, beat the burly guy. And that he says, like, Oh, I'll never leave you when the time is right. And so he gives them lots of confidence. Dude, the whole fucking empire is based on the magic. Uh, is is based around the structure where people worship a figure and believe that it makes them like better or 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 holier, you know. And it's and in and in the case of the final empire, like literally, right? Because the descendants of all his friends got the magic powers, so that's literally what happens. And then Kelsier's like, okay, what if I did that, but I lied, and they didn't get magic powers, and that'll probably end really well. Like, it's <laughs> so stupid, and Hammond, of all people, the dumbest character in a book is like, Kelsier, this is not a good idea, and <laughs> of course it's not! Oh my god, this was, and I think that I'm supposed to think that, like, be frustrated with Kelsier. I'm frustrated with the fucking book! This sucks! I... Oh, I can't believe we didn't talk about the cave. I got so I'm yeah, so it's tilted the, it's about the, the cave. Yeah, it's the part of like you know the character of Kelsier where you're like you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's it's hard because like part of it is like oh yeah, he's too impulsive for his own good, and this goes to the whole point of like he's setting himself up to be like a prophet for the ska, which he feels like he needs to do in order to make this rebellion work. They need like a a figurehead or a leader, but they. Don't there's never a point where we see that they do need that? Like obviously he the, everybody they are being magically inclined to join the army in the first place at these meetings, which is also fucked up. But there's never a point where I don't know. Th- this is just like a uh, this is just a terrible idea, and it's not a terrible idea in a dramatic irony fun way. But in just, like, it's frustrating, man. Shit like this is really frustrating to read. For me. I'm sure people well, like it, but... And, uh... Vin and Ham talk about how... Ham's like, we need to talk to Kelsier about this nonsense. Because it's, you know, it's getting in the way. But it's too late. The damage is done. That's true. Because the, the army attacks and tries to attack a nearby city for training and they all got killed <laughs> or like more than half of them do well they did the they successfully raided the garrison and killed everybody there and then on the way back got intercepted by a bigger garrison got fucked up and Kelsier and Vin so they find out that that happened and Kelsier and Vin run really 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 fast for like 18 hours straight pretty cool pewter they call it pewter dragging another name where like they have to keep drinking water yeah, another dumb name. It is a fine line. Like, I think it is fun where there's, like, the, the slang for it. But then, like, another part is, like, a n- more slang to remember. That's what, he, right. that's, what, that's what Hammond says. He's like, they're called tough arms, but they can also be called uh, strong hands. I'm like, shut up. Shut the hell up. I'll kill you. Well, and that's, like, the world building part, too, which is, like, it's, it is unclear of, like, wh- 
as a reader, you know, what is world building and what's like a setup and what's like an oversight and what's like an intentional oversight to explain something later on, you know, like that's where it can be like if you're paying attention to every little thing, then you're going to be like confused. And sometimes the book doesn't tell you what to pay attention to and how to pay attention to it. It's all sort of given the same weight, you know? Yeah. Which is frustrating. But Yaden isn't, Yaden is an idiot. Um, but Captain Demu isn't. And he stayed in the caves with a bunch of old men. And they lost 5,000 soldiers in their army. Kelsier blames himself because it is his fault. And then... <laughs> and then we get the guy from the prologue. Yeah. Menace, which I liked. I forgot that little detail. And he's the one who thought, like, we should bring Pax in the cave so, yeah, so we can leave. Case. And Smart man, smart man. And I like this part because this is... Uh, he it, he gets on Kelsier's ass about, like, bro this isn't about you like we're here because we wanted to be here um he's wrong they've been magically tricked into being here but that's beside the point (laughs) uh what are you what are you you're a ham now where you're like asking for like is it ethical yeah it was uh i don't know if world war ii really was all that bad for anybody actually (laughs) jesus christ man such a fucking idiot and kelsier feels really bad and you know, like, Kelsier is supposed to be a morally gray character. And so, like, part of, I think, you know, men, like, what Menace says is right. It's like, even though 5,000 people died, like, this is still the greatest triumph that we've had. And Kelsier does not accept this. Which is, like, you know, p- p- flaw also, which is kind of his impulsiveness is why we got in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, like, it was kind of like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Which is good at the end of a section. I did like that. I did really like that at the end of the section. I thought that conversation between him and Menace is probably the best interaction between two characters in the whole book so far. Um, Because it is a nuanced conversation that's interesting. And it's not robot AI comedy dialogue or a tutorial. (laughs) Uh, So this is... Yeah, that was really good. Um, And it makes me excited to read the next... Uh, section because the next episode will be done with the book right yep we'll be done with the book and then we'll sort of go through the rest of the book and then talk about the book as a whole i don't i i had a called shot in the first episode i said that i was really hoping that they get the final empire in this book and then the next two would be about the fallout that is obviously Mm -hmm. not happening so i just want to throw that out there i was wrong and I'm really not look at this moment in time. I am not looking forward to two more books with these thieves. I hate they these are, thieves. Uh, also, I don't want to say this. They are longer. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> How much longer? Because this book's kind of short. If it, they're not a lot longer. All right, that's good. I will. I will say. You know me. I enjoyed them. Yeah. All right. That's good. And especially some of those things that could happen in retrospect, I feel like, made this book maybe feel better than it actually is. Mm, sure. Potentially. I mean, I haven't read it. You know, I read this two years ago, so. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on on Vin? Oh, dude. So at the end of this section, I think Vin, I think all of the characters in this book are are deeply unlikable for various reasons i think vin is probably the most likable 
of a cast of unlikable characters. So she is not likable, but... And is she even, like, my thing is, like, is she only likable because of, like, pity? Because, like, (laughs) that's a big part of it for me, too. Like, if I think about, like, what... Even having read the whole series, when I think about, like, Vin, like, I feel like Vin was a... A mechanism to get the story of Mistborn into my head rather yeah. than like a character I like identify with. Yeah. And like, I also don't want to be like, this could be someone's favorite character. And like, maybe this is like also, I'm not a 17 year old girl. Like, I think that's there's true. You're not a young adult. Issues with like, like identity and like maybe the world isn't, doesn't have to be how it always is. That like maybe if people younger people are thinking about these things and this is the first book where like they see a character struggling like that and that helps them think about things like that's all great but you know like for me in terms of what i look for in a character in a book in a story i'm reading like there's not a lot of depth there yeah and and i think a failure is is that there's trying to be a lot of depth there um Mm -hmm. In I'm trying to think because nobody is like a uh, uh, in in the Lord of the Rings in the books, Aragorn is a lot different than he is in the movies. Aragorn in the movies is somebody struggling with this like weight that's been thrust upon him in interesting ways, um, and in the book he's pretty gung ho from the jump that he's the king and like he's ready to do it, um, which comes with its own interesting stuff. Uh, but this book has neither of those. There's nobody who is, like, completely sure of themselves, and it's fun to follow them along. And there's nobody who's flawed enough to be interesting to watch them go through the flaws, I think. Yeah, like, they do feel sort of like, the flaw is she can't trust people, and she learns to trust people. Like, you know, you sort of... It feels like Vin is done as a character already. Like, she trusts yeah, them now, could... so it's over. Right. But, but, Mac, there's so much more of the plot to go. Uh, I know, like, but th- that's so... That's, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, so, like, what the... So, right, but th- then I know what's going to happen. She's going to... These characters are going to have to learn the same fucking lessons over and over again. Because that... Ha- there has to be three fantasy books or trilogies. Like, fuck, man. I just... Ellen is the most interesting character. He's my favorite character so far. And I think that is mostly due to... He's barely in it. So I don't have time to get annoyed by him. I guess, yeah, he doesn't have any POV. And I felt that too this time. Yeah. Where I was like, why am I... Because I think the first time I read Ellen, like, I'm like, I roll fantasy oh my trope, God, yeah. kind of. But, like, now I'm like, oh, he's sort of... That is interesting. Or, like, you know... Yeah, because you, cause you don't have a lot going there. So you can sort of put stuff there. Yeah. And he... Uh, we forgot to mention this earlier. I don't think it's that important because we keep saying that it's obvious that Ellen is going to join the crew or be friends, but Ellen... Uh, Kelsier knows that Ellen is, like, anti the Empire. Yes. They, he, like, they spy on some, like... They have, like, rebel meetings and... Kelsier doesn't think they're so serious about it. But yeah. he's like, no, they mean it. Yeah, I just... I don't understand this... This this book is, is, is not for me. Part two I was really into... Um, and part three really lost me because it's trying to ask these philosophical questions that are just not the questions I'm interested in asking about this world. Well, and I think on a level where they aren't super compl- complicated questions, you know, I think we could talk about we can talk about like the book as a whole later on and what sort of what questions to asking, if any, beyond like, oh, this is 
cool stuff. And yeah. that's sort of how I feel, you know, like the characters are way like vehicles to get cool stuff to happen in like a sci-fi way almost. You know what it feels like? It feels like this world is pretty black and white good guys and the bad guys. I know the characters we follow are not necessarily good people, but they're not uh, the god king of the world, the terrible emperor. It, it feels like he has designed a world of good and evil and then realized that he didn't want to write a story about that, so he's trying to make it not that, but... Hmm. Through that, you're, like, making slave owners seem like cool, chill dudes, which is not what I think yeah, yeah. should be the objective. Yeah, you've run into a bunch of problems. Like, yeah, it feels like it's trying to do a lot. Like, at the same time, a lot, and also at the same time, not enough. I think because if it's trying to do a lot, trying to fit into a small, small book, it ends up not doing any of those things a lot. Yeah. And honestly, I'd rather him swing for the fences and miss completely than not do these non-takes. Like, this is a pretty fence-city novel about, like, what is good and bad in a, uh... It's not really a monarchy. I mean, it is, but he's like a god, so... Theocracy, yeah. Yeah, thank you, a theocracy. A theocracy where the guy is real. Like, the the guy in charge (laughs) of it is the god. Imagine the Pope was god. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the church was... That's actually... Yeah, that's really good. And the church in, like, uh, medieval times, the Dark Ages, was this all-controlling force, and that God was in charge of it and real. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> that's a good point. I just... There's so much... This world could be so interesting, and it is such a novel for a 12-year-old. It's just such a shame. <laughs> I, I, at yeah. least so far. I mean, it could... It would be so awesome for the this group of thieves to become the bad guys. If yeah. that happens, I'm back in. But otherwise, I don't see myself enjoying really the rest of this book. Hopefully the next two, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think the enjoyment, like I've said before, is like not the specific like thematic things or even the characters. It's just like plot and world complexity all interacting in cool ways and i think that's sort of what it is the book is which i think is fine i think it's fine too yeah but it's just not not what i would look for in a book well that's all i have to say danilo do you have anything else i don't so we will uh see you all next time where we read the rest of mistborn the final empire by brandon sanderson see you next time on hardcover hooligans